Chapter forty three of the Maid of Scar. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Maid of Scar by R. D. Blackmore. Chapter forty three A Fine Price for Bardie. Now, our own two little darlings have behaved so beautifully gazing at the bad works of the others from a distance only though sadly pushed to share in them and keeping their little garters up when the others were hopscotching also feeling and pointing out and almost exaggerating the ruin wrought by the other small ones which they durst not come down to help that i determined to give them both a magnificent sunday dinner i would gladly have had the young midshipman down for on sunday he was such an ornament as good as the best church window but now our time was almost up and though his mother would have let him come to grace my humble cottage the colonel insisted that he must go to take farewell of some excellent aunts from whom he had large expectations and who had ordered him up for the sunday to the neighbourhood of cardiff however we could get on very well with our own aristocracy only which i was sure poor bardie was though without any aunts to dine her and it only made me the more determined to have a family party fed on good fare we envied nobody as we sat down and the little ones put up both hands according to some ancient teaching for the first course we had conger baked a most nourishing excellent dish full of jelly and things for children and this one was stuffed like a loaded cannon with meat-balls pork fat and caraways bunny went at him as if she had never secured such a chance in her life before but bardie seemed inclined to wait for what was coming afterwards and spent the time in watching bunny with admiration and contempt mixed as they are on a child's face only then i brought in the dish of the day with bunny skipping and going about and scorching her fingers to help me but bardie having gone into her grandeur sitting at table steadfastly and with a resolute mind to know what it was before approval she had the most delicate nostrils but what i brought made her open them because i had the very best half of the very best ham ever cured in our parish through a whole series of good luck luck and skill and the will of the lord must all combine for a first-rate ham and here they were met and no mistake both by one another and by excellent cooking afterwards it would not become me to say any more when it comes to my mind that the delicate gold of infant cabbage by sight of it was also of my own planting in a bit of black mould in a choice niche ere bethel jose had tempted me in spite of all this wonderful cheer and the little ones going on famously the sight of that young cabbage struck a vein of sorrow in me somewhere to go away and leave my house and garden for whole years perhaps and feel that it was all behind me in neglect and loneliness with no one to undo the windows or to sow a row of peas or even dib a cabbage in 
and perhaps myself to find no chance of coming back to it and none to feel the difference like a knife all this went through me so that i must look upward quite for fear of the little ones watching me those two little creatures ate with a power and a heartiness enough to make anybody rejoice in the harmless glory of feeding them after the very first taste they never stopped to wipe their lips or to consider anything but dealt with what they had won and felt and thoroughly entered into it only every now and then they could not help admiring what i take to be the surest proof of a fine ham and good cookery that is to say bright stripes of scarlet in between fat of a clear french white not unlike our streaky jaspers interlaid with agate to see that little thing who scarce could lift a finger three weeks ago now playing so brisk a knife and fork filled me with gratitude and joy so that i made up my mind to finish my dinner from the conger and keep the rest of the ham for her i gave the little souls their wine as they called it of gooseberry water a good egg-cup full apiece and away they went like two little women into the garden to play with it and see who would keep it the longest then i put the rest of the ham in the cupboard and returning to the conger began to enjoy the carver's privilege of ten minutes for his own fork but just as i had done handsomely well and was now preparing to think about a pipe a fine navy tobacco and a small nip of old rum and water suddenly my door was darkened and there stood the very last man save one whom for my comfort and calm sabbath feeling i could ever have wished to see peace be to this house he began with his hands spread out and his eyes turned up but his nostrils taking sniff of things peace be to this humble home and the perishing flesh contained in it brother davy is it well with thee brother hezekiah said i perceiving what he was up to no flesh does this house contain for that it is too humble but in the name of the lord right welcome art thou to colconger brother i pray thee arise and eat and go forty days hence on the strength of it it hath been done replied hezekiah by divine grace and unceasing prayer but come old chap i am sure you have got something better in that cupboard stinking fish hast thou often sold me and lo i have striven to like it therefore give me good meat now and let us rejoice at thy great doings this speech was so full of truth that it got the upper hand of me both by the sense of compunction and the strength of hospitality and i could no longer deny to perkins all that remained of poor bardie's ham i have expounded the word of the lord i have been as lot in your little zoar he cried going on for the third help of ham my spirit was mighty within me david and hepzibah took up the wondrous tale backsliding brother where hast thou been there is a movement and revival set afoot from my burning words and hepzibah's prophecy such as shall make your rotten old church have a drop of beer i said for i did not like to see him shake his fist at our church tower well i don't mind if i do he answered now i come to think of it everything in its season brother and a drop of your old rum afterwards i pretended not to hear this last for though i might stand him in two-penny ale 
I saw no reason for spoiling the tops of a bottle or two that I scorned to open, even when my rheumatics had leapt from my double half-ribs to my eardrops. So after observing that things were locked up, I ran into the jolly and fetched a pint of small ale very rapidly. Not expecting me back so soon, he had made a good round with his knife in his hand to see what might be hoped for. Now back he came with a groan and said that he knew not what he was fit for. When the power of the word came upon him, he had such spasms afterwards. I never love to be in company with a man of this sort. When my time has come for thanking God for a fine dinner, I would rather be alongside of a simple man and a stupid one who can sit and think with me and say no more about it. He knew my feelings, I do believe, and enjoyed them like pickles with his meat, and after finishing every morsel, even down to the mark of the saw upon the very knuck of it, up he put his tallowy thumbs with the black nails outwards, and drew a long breath, and delivered, In the name of the Lord, Amen. And now, brother David, rejoice a little, as behooves a Christian man, upon the blessed Sabbath day. Hezekiah, I have rejoiced to behold your joy in feeding, and to minister thereto. Now, having fruition of fleshly things, take the word of the Lord, O my brother, and expound doctrinally, though it be but a score of chapters, I will smoke and hearken thee. Strong meat is not for babes, my son, and a babe art thou, old Dio. Chaps like you must wait and watch for the times of edification. There is a time for sowing, and there is a time for reaping. Small ale is not meat for such as bear the burden of the day. Kaya, the smith, I asked very shortly, what is it you would have of me? Brother Davy, I have offered a blessing on thy flesh-pots, and good they were, though not manifold. It is comely that I should offer another blessing on thy vessels, Davy. What could I do with such a man in my own house? Brother Hezekiah became at my expense most hospitable. I found no escape from my own bottle without being rude to my visitor's glass, and yet I enjoyed not a single drop for want of real companionship for all my wits were up in arms, as if against Parson Chown almost, because I knew that Master Perkins wanted to make a fool of me, so I feigned to be half-seas over that he might think he had done it. Ancient friend, he began at last, when he thought that I was ripe for it, thou hast lifted me above the height of edification. Peradventure I say words that savour not of wisdom, beloved brother, the fault is thine. Here I am, and there you are how can any man having a smithy of his own go on so and thou wert not tipsy kaya thou couldst see the contrary i am here and thou art there just so you have put it wonderfully he answered after thinking we may both say right is right which is the end of everything keziah said to me go seek where he is and how he is because i have seen noble visions of his exaltation and yet you see exalted brother scarce the tenth part came to her she knows what she is about said i she dreamed of a red-hot cradle and the hoof of satan rocking me now i see the whole of it it was parson chown and the ferry-boat and the catch i was all but burned in perkins tell me more my friend i have groaned much for neglecting the warning of the prophetess how many men have groaned in vain for that same cause old dio vainglorious males they doubt her gift because she is a female out of the mouths of babes and women 
brother i forget the passage but it comes to that i think and now she hath been again in trouble concerning what o hezekiah as concerning what i pray thee even touching the child delushy in the godless house of scar in a holy trance it hath been vouchsafed to her to behold that poor kid of the flock bearing in her mouth a paper whereupon in letters of blood was written come over and help us and we have found a way to help her with thy faithful testimony in his crafty sheep's eyed manner made of crawling piety mixed with sharp and spiteful worldliness he began to feel my soundings towards a scheme so low and infamous that my blood within me boiled for being forced to bear with him he had prepared the whole plot well and what it came to was just this inland there lived a wealthy smelter of the methodist tribe and hezekiah was deep in his books for long supply of material rees ap rees was his name and he longed as every year he grew older to make up for an ancient wrong which was coming home to him in the early days when he was poor and clever and ambitious he had ousted his elder brother from his father's hearth and banished him this poor fellow fled to the colonies and for many years no token and no news came home of him meanwhile rees ap rees was growing elderly and worn out with money which is a frightful thing to feel but about a year ago a half-caste sailor had come into his house bringing a wretched death-scrawl from this supplanted but never yet forgotten and only brother there were not a dozen lines but they told a tale that made the rich man weep and eat dry bread for days and days his brother having been born without the art of getting on at all was dying for want of food and comfort having spent his last penny to keep the mouths of his two little babes at work these poor children had lost their mother and were losing their father now who with his last breath almost forgetting wrongs as we do in death very humbly committed them to the charge of his rich brother and he said that his only remaining friend captain of the nova scotia had promised to deliver them safe in bristol to be sent for the dying father had no strength to speak of their names or age or any other particulars now it so happened that rees ap rees was dearly fond of children as all rich childish people are on account of being denied them and since his wife died he had often thought of adopting some one but being rich he was fidgety now and none of the children in his neighbourhood ever blew their noses so here he found as it were from heaven two little dears coming down upon him his next of kin and right heirs and also enabling him to go to his parish churchyard with a sense of duty done although preferring to rest elsewhere if by law allowable you may suppose how he waited and watched but those two little dears never came upon that he longed for them so much more that he offered a reward of a hundred pounds for any tidings of them and of two hundred pounds for both or either brought to his house in safety hence it will be clear enough what hezekiah's scheme was and half the reward was to be my own all thou hast to say good Dio, is what thou saidest at the very time that the ship was not called andalusia but to the best of thy belief was more like nova scotia also that she was bound for bristol and that the other baby's clothes bore no coronet as they fancy but the letter r done fancifully as might be by a freemason such as the poor father was said to be 
that garment must be destroyed of course i have one prepared for the child delushy with martha ap rees in faint writing upon it this the old man must find out for himself after our overlooking it he will then believe it tenfold and after the sight of that uniform dial ha how sayest thou old friend a snug little sum to invest for old age thou knowest the old saying scurvy in the navy but the navy's self more scurvy when thou art discharged with three halfpence a day one hundred pound with accumulations say one hundred and fifty pounds then will help to buy sulphur for thy rheumatics myself will give thee ten per cent for it upon sound security it sounds very well said i to lead him one hundred and fifty pounds have a fine sound not only that my noble boy but the hold thou wilt have on a rich young maiden such as martha ap Rees will be the old fellow can't last very long none of those smelters ever do and he hath heart disease as well little martha will come into twenty thousand pounds or more and every penny of it hanging upon thee and me my lad is it well devised is it grand my boy is it worthy of old kaya that it is i cried most worthy he flourished his glass in the pride of his heart and even began to sing a song with a chorus of spankadillos forgetting whose holy day it was unfortunately i did the same for my nature can never resist a song moreover i wanted to think a little not from any desire to dwell for a moment on my own interest but from the great temptation to make the fortunes of our poor castaway but while i was nursing my left knee with the foot giving time for another chorus which was just beginning i heard a tiny pipe and turned round and there was the little thing herself dancing on one foot and jerking the other in mockery of my attitude nodding her head to keep time as well and for her very life singing out panky dillo 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 while bunny peeping round the door-post with a power of sabbath feeling looked as if the world were ending it was clear that bardie had not seen perkins whom she never could endure else she would not have run in from the garden to bear a share in our melody and that good brother was so full of his noble scheme and his song and my rum that he never noticed her baby voice and her quick light figure was out of his sight from the corner of his boozing therefore i managed to get her away and send her for a good walk with bunny to look for watercress at brewis well for i thought it wiser to keep that perkins ignorant of her whereabouts and bunny could be trusted now to see to any one anywhere off went the heavy one very gravely and the light one full of antics even in front of the cottages singing pankydillo which hit her fancy so that i feared some disrepute at such a thing going forth from our house upon a sabbath evening i tried to frown but she made me laugh by turning round and clapping her knee exactly as she had seen me do and it seemed the best thing to go back out of sight ere neighbours got the key to it little she guessed that the fate of her life was dancing in the balance and that her own lights and play had turned it whether for good or evil how could i let such a spring of life such a mischievous innocence and thoroughly earnest devotion to play sink and be quenched by a formal old methodist in the iron district scar house was dull enough for dry bones but there at least she had the sands and sea and shells and rabbits and wild fowl nor any one to terrify her with religious terrors which to the young are worst of all unless it were a ghost or two of wicked abbots repenting 
whereas i knew what an old compunctious methodist is who has made some money and devotes his last years to the service of jehovah even twenty thousand pounds could not make it up to her therefore i shook master perkins up for he really had been a little too free and was going to sleep with his spectacles stuck for a corkscrew into another bottle and i made him understand that his plan was a great deal too crooked for me and that the sooner he went to seek hepzibah who was prophesying on a stool for pickling pork down at betsy matthews and to prepare for his midnight service with a strong revival rising the better chance he would have of escaping my now rapidly growing desire to afford him total immersion which is the only salvation of one highly respectable lot of them in the well of john the baptist ezekiah dreaded water so much that his hint was enough for him and off he set in a tipsy shamble to lie down on the sand-hills ere he came face to face with the prophetess when i had put things a little aright and brushed up the hearth to a bit of fire to warm the milk for the little ones and by opening doors and windows sweetened all the place with summer flowing in and nestling round the relics of the sunset and when the neighbours chairs whereon the very old men had been sitting for their sunday evening creaked as if carried in and dusted for another sunday and there was not one child left except a bad child by the well whose loose mind was astray with stars and took no heed of supper-time then the two best children in the village neighbourhood or county hand in hand came to my door they were wonderfully silent and they stole each in her own manner just a little glimpse at me to feel how my temper lay then they looked at one another to exchange opinions on that all-important matter they knew that they had been out too late and had frightened granny a little perhaps and therefore now had angered him and in their simple way they thought it wiser not to broach the question i meant to scold them but could not find it when i beheld their pretty ways within my power to do so and lucky for them that i did not know until next day when too late to scold what a dreadful mess their clothes were in in that light i could only see their pretty faces glowing and their bright eyes full of doubt and their little bodies shrinking back also bundles of watercress put forward to mitigate righteous wrath i felt that i had been having my spree and these small creatures had only had theirs so i kissed them both and gave them good supper and blessed them in their little bed End of chapter 43